on this episode. But Wait, you take a what? dump? What? The, that's the line? First off, who takes a dump? Oh, never mind. I no, thought no, we I'm were done with this podcast. I'm not going into this. Yeah. Leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, Mark. Close it. everybody and welcome to another episode of no country for old mark and juan i am your host mark pearson and these are my co-hosts juan smith and adam radliff thank you for joining us today uh you can find us on facebook.com slash no country podcast or on instagram at no underscore country underscore podcast we're also on twitter at podcast underscore country or you can send us an email at no country podcast at gmail.com or you can leave us a voicemail at 346-291-0050. So can you yeah. say 291 or 291? 291. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's that good. might that's dispel the truth of whether uh, our podcast is scripted or not. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm like, someone, when you mentioned that, that someone thought, you know, maybe it was just like, are, are you kidding? I don't even yeah. know what we're talking about until I sit down. <laughs> yeah. sometimes i'll be like what is it gonna be and then it's like uh, obviously a subject i know nothing about and then i realize oh wait yeah there's not even enough time for me to be proficient in understanding on this topic <laughs> hey, look people we try to comb far and wide to find something that juan knows nothing about uh at least that's what we used to do and then we realized he doesn't know a whole lot about a whole lot of things <laughs> in steep like, mile wide in steep mile wide <laughs> I'm like Jeopardy. Unless, unless it's new metal, we're pretty much safe. Yeah, <laughs> that was about. Juan was truly like the expert last week on the new metal episode. It was a yeah. nice change of pace. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm pretty deep in useless information. <laughs> Let's see, what's the most irritating subject I could be good at? Oh, there we go. Oh, you nailed it. <laughs> Cold chamber. It. Cold chamber. <laughs> Please let's not do too many callbacks. Yeah, Yeah, if you haven't heard last week's episode, uh, New Metal, The Musical Holocaust, go check that out. (laughs) By the way, what an appropriate title. Yeah. Yeah, Oh, 100%. I saw that, you know, again, because it's so scripted and I didn't know. (laughs) I was just like, oh, wow, that's that's really good. (laughs) I was like, every, every week... When I think of the title for the episode as I'm editing it, I try and think of something that was either hinted at or said during the podcast to kind of, you know, tie it together. And mm-hmm. usually it's been something pretty good. So that way, when Dan said, oh, like they murdered good taste, I was like, bam, yeah, that's that it. Was, that was hilarious. <laughs> that shit was hilarious. Dan was, Dan, once again, Dan was great. One of the best yeah. guests. You know, all our guests have been great. I don't but- know, man. You were fired up pretty good last <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <Me>? yeah. <laughs> I haven't seen you like, and Adam was right in the mix, and I'm just like, man, nobody's holding back today. Oh no! Oh yeah, we oh, were all in the zone. That was that was really fun. We finally found a topic that we all wanted to bag on. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we and nobody. Held but e- well, even as a fan of new metal, like I understood, there's just so much shit there. <laughs> it's just <laughs> impossible to defend. It's yeah. like that girl that you dated, and your friends don't do. What's wrong with you? <laughs> I'm like, what? Like, dude, you need to up your standards. <laughs> it was that same feeling. I've been there on both sides of those. <laughs> Fair. Fair. Yeah, you actually have. 
Uh, okay, well, today we are going to talk about, we're going to go back really, really far in history. We're going to go back, uh, you know, about 5,000 years to uh, ancient Egypt. And this was something, I've always had an interest in ancient Egypt. I, I mean, obviously, if, if you listen to this podcast, you know that, you know, Adam and I enjoy history and Ron, Juan just comes along for the ride because he doesn't know anything about I'm history. the old person. I am the history. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, as, as Juan has said, he enjoys like learning about it and learning new things. And I do too. Like I know some stuff about, you know, ancient Egypt, but it's always been like a fascinating idea to me that like there was this culture thousands of years ago in the middle of the desert. And so I, you know, we were talking about what topic we should do last week and I was tossing out ideas to Adam and Juan and Adam was like, Egypt, Egypt, we should do Egypt. So we settled on that. And yeah, and yeah, anybody out there, if you have any topic ideas that you want to throw out there, hit us up in an email. We always like getting new ideas. And I've had a few people uh, actually send in ideas, and there was stuff that was already on the list. So good for you. It's already on the list, and we'll get to it eventually. How but convenient. Anyway, yeah, it was convenient. And those were not email uh, Juan, addresses have you seen I made any of these emails? Is he making these emails up? You know, is any of this verifiable? Uh, it probably is. I just. Don't give a shit. I trust him. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> I don't know if you have a segment about it, but I can just jump right in. Um, how do you feel about the the dating of all this time? Like they say, like five thousand, or like the bef- there was a time before the old kingdom. Do you buy uh-huh. into all that? Do you believe that it's that many thousands of years old? No, in Egypt? I don't. I don't. There's from the research that I did. Okay, so basically. What we're going to cover is from from the research that I did from 3100 BC to 332 BC before the Persians came and invaded and took over. So it's just under 3,000 years. There was the pre, what they call the pre-dynastic period, which mm-hmm. is just more like we think this is what was going on. And so I didn't really get into that because it's more just like, oh, well, we think this is how it was. And there's not really much evidence to it it's just more like speculation so i didn't want to get i didn't want to get into speculation i wanted to get more stuff like they've actually found like everything that i went through in the research was stuff that is been related to they found in egyptian writings or hieroglyphics stuff that's actually been so there's some kind of archaeological background to what right okay and and actually as we get into it later like you know, just like in everything in history, there's stuff that's going to, you know, there's stuff that we don't know about ancient Egypt because it didn't get written down or certain political parties that took power after a certain Pharaoh destroyed all the records. So like that, that kind of stuff happened back then even too. So there's stuff obviously that we don't know because they just, Oh, well we didn't like that, you know, Pharaoh. So we're just going to get rid of all his records. And Again, for his name. You, they probably had some of the best parties in all of history, man. I, Pay some big bucks to go to a party in Babylon, man. I'll tell you that. <laughs> you That's think a, so, huh? Hell yeah. <laughs> it's different. Egypt and Babylon were quite a ways away from each other, especially if you were walking. It's a hell of a long carnival train. That's a that's a that's a big old party. Yeah, and maybe here, maybe it, qu- it might be historic and so big it might be worth a walk. I don't know. Mark, <laughs> uh, Mark quick question. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, while doing your research, how many times did you utilize the Stargate? Uh, every five minutes. Yeah, I mean, why not just be there in person, right? Exactly. Did anybody I mean, see that movie? Is this going to fall on deaf yeah. ears? Oh, yeah, the movie I, I Stargate. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I actually like that movie. They went it back and bad. met Raw or whatever. Yep, Kurt Russell's finest. finest. Yeah, 
Oh, yeah, it was Kurt Russell. For some reason, I was thinking it was somebody else, but you're right. It was Kurt Russell. And James Spader. Yeah, the, the, other the classics. The, the, the Titans of Hollywood. Exactly. Kurt, Kurt Russell and James Spader. <laughs> <laughs> the yeah, dude from so- Blacklist and the dude that's fucking <laughs> Golion. Yeah. Uh, okay, so Egypt was one of the first great civilizations, and it was built on the Nile River and the Nile River Delta. It was a safe source of water, and each year the Nile floods, leaving a layer of nutrient-rich silt, which is deposited on the land after the water recedes, and that is really, really good for agriculture. And this happens every year very consistently. So this yearly flooding is so important to Egypt that there is a two-week national holiday called Wafa El Nil to celebrate the flooding. Planting still to this very, day, still to this day, yeah. Lazy bastards. Two week festival. <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> I know. I kind of want to go. I mean, they'd be kind of interesting to go there for that. I mean, I don't know what you do. Everything's flooded. <laughs> I can tell you what they boats. do. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get what, into that. Out hippos and crocodiles. So, were the pyramids? Do you think they had anything to do with like? Protecting something that could survive a flood, like a big flood? No, the pyramids were actually, the pyramids are actually, well, okay, here's the thing about the pyramids in the relation to the Nile. Currently, the Nile is about 15 kilometers away from the site the pyramids are on. But because the Nile floods and recedes, and also because of the nature of the soil and the sand, the Nile, the course of the Nile River has changed over the last several thousand years. Because there used to be, in the Nile River Delta, there used to be seven tributaries from the one source of the Nile that went out to the Mediterranean, and now there's only two. So over time, as the soil erodes, it changes. So at one point in time, the Nile River could have been closer, or it could have been further away. Yeah, I think that's what's crazy. If there is any truth to these crazy numbers of how old it is, yeah, think about it. Because they say... like. With the, are you gonna get into like how old the pyramids actually are and stuff like yeah. that? Yeah, yeah. So we'll talk, I'll talk about it then. Never mind. I'll wait. I'll wait. Yeah, no worries. So because of this nutrient-rich soil, planting was super easy for the ancient Egyptians. The farmers would literally just throw seeds all over the ground, and then they would let their livestock walk around in the soil, which would press it into the very nutrient-rich soft earth. And then very soon, their uh, you know the the livestock would fertilize the heart the the seeds and then the they would just have these abundant bumper crops but it always dependent on the river so if there ever mm-hmm. was a drought and the river didn't flood they were screwed but they had tons of you know crops of grains and fruits and everything and they're really really good location just because of the water so the nile river was a big part of the egyptian culture and uh it was very calm and easy to navigate it wasn't it's not like a big rushing river and the ancient Egyptians built their civilization on both sides of the banks of the river, and they used it like an interstate highway to travel upstream and downstream to other cultures to trade goods. And But the big danger of using the Nile in this way was the hippo and crocodile attacks. Oh, yeah. Hippos are motherfuckers, man. Dude, they are scary, man. Yeah. I don't think yeah. people realize yeah. how big they are. Like, you ever really, really watch a good documentary on a hippo? Like, these things are as big as like a VW, like a little beetle. Like, I think yeah. they're like the number one killer, other than maybe yeah. mosquitoes. They're like they're crazy they're, violent. Yeah, they're more they're more dangerous than like the big predator cats in Africa. Like 
If I saw a lion in Africa, I would be kind of nervous. If I saw a hippo, I'd probably shit my pants. Because <laughs> <laughs> they're watch just out for vicious. us fatties. We can move. <laughs> Dude, they can, just, they can open their mouths so huge. Like that's a lot yeah. of pressure coming down on you. I, I don't want no part of that. No. Yeah, have you ever see them no. fight when they use those, you know, those tusks, teeth, those big teeth, those teeth, or whatever? Yeah. Whew, man, nasty. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So this is for real. Crocodiles, no walk in the park either. Exactly. No, no, no. Like, I like, yeah, ancient Egypt, or actually, I used to say modern Egypt, is a place I would never go swimming. No. (laughs) Just seriously, would never, ever go swimming there. But (laughs) uh, other, you know, other, unlike in other ancient cultures that were built on rivers, like Babylon was built on the Tigris and Euphrates rivers. Uh, the Egyptians had the luxury of being able to use basin irrigation. So when the Nile floods, the waters would be, they would, the waters would fill these canals and other basins. They would then use later to flood the fields. So they didn't have to build these complex irrigation systems to harvest, to fill their crops. They just had the Nile river basically filled these basins and stuff for them. And then they just let it out during the year to water their crops. So they didn't have to spend a lot of time and manpower taking care of their farmland. This left their manpower free to do other major construction projects. And it also let them stockpile incredible amounts of food. Is modern day Egypt just as fertile or is it like they've ruined their land? Uh, modern day Egypt is still has the fertile soil and everything, but because of dams, the flooding is now almost, the flooding doesn't really happen as frequently or as severely. And actually, uh, just to, <laughs> just to 15 miles on the other side of the Ethiopian border. So the Nile is the longest river in the world. It's like 4,000 miles. But in Sudan, it splits, or I should say, the Nile flows from south to north. So mm-hmm. it comes, you know, upstream. Which is really weird. It's so weird. But the how, one, does it ha- the, what is, how does it happen or why? I, I'm not sure. I didn't look into that. But uh, we could shoddy research. Shoddy research. People want to hear us talk about you know rivers and tributaries all that much, unless my one of my that is our is core demographics favorite. I thing just want to know about. how many kegs of beer it would take to float down this. <laughs> <laughs> but the the one those the two upper portions of the Nile. So there's the White Nile and the Blue Nile, and the Blue Nile starts at Lake Tana in the highlands of Ethiopia. And so wait, you looked white, up Lake Tana. I've but you been didn't to look Lake up Tana. Why it no, floats no, no. up? I've, up like, the I've opposite been to area Lake Tana. I've been to the mouth of the Blue Nile River in Ethiopia. I've been to the Blue Nile Falls in Ethiopia. So that's the only reason that I know this. So okay, I guess more reason there. there kind of flows. When the monsoons come through in Ethiopia in the during the rainy season. All mm-hmm. that water collects in Ethiopia, and then it rushes down, and that's when it starts. You know, eventually, when it gets to Egypt, it's, it would flood there because of the monsoons. And actually, they could predict l- roughly and loosely when the floods were coming because, excuse me, they would have uh, like stations set up upstream to monitor the water levels. So when they saw the water levels jump, they knew flood were coming, and then they would send people downriver to warn everybody that the floods were coming. Huh. So they that? they were pretty pretty smart intelligent people, but yeah you know if you want to get into actually you know what maybe we'll just start a second podcast about rivers and you know bodies of water maybe we should maybe we should yeah 
because I mean we're crushing it so well with this one. I think we have <laughs> there's enough people out there that would I think they would it would become the next big hit. I mean Joe Rogan better be you know shaking in watch his boots. out watch out <laughs> <laughs> he's on notice he's on notice yeah I might have nightmares though after an all water episode you <laughs> <laughs> talk about the mighty Mississippi or the Colorado <laughs> River that's all that's the, Rio Grande that's the extent of my uh, river knowledge Euphrates what about that's any one. rivers here in Texas Rio Grande right yeah there's another one down in Austin <laughs> I don't know <laughs> I know Red River, the country bar here in Houston. <laughs> Dude, there's one right by my house, the San Jacinto. It's like two miles away. Sounds familiar. <laughs> yeah, sounds familiar. Some major battle was won there against the Mexicans. Some guy That's... named Sam Houston was there. <laughs> I was going to say, sounds vaguely familiar. Sounds like a border crossing area. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, Egypt is also known for their mummification process. Egyptians right. believed that after death, a person was still tied to their body in some way. So great care was taken to preserve the body and to bury their dead with things they believed they would need in the afterlife. Poor people were simply buried in the hot desert, which did a pretty efficient job of mummifying them. And the process of mum but the process of mummification was so expensive that only really wealthy people could afford it. So, so if you get if you get mummified, what are you bringing with you in your your tomb, your possessions that you want around you? Um, I'm bringing you two guys. Ah, uh, yeah. So assuming we're, that we're dead assuming first, you outlive either one of us. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's got me for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> All right. I'm so what what are some of the things that you would that they would find? I mean, I've I've they I've, would go ahead. So for, for like the rich and wealthy, they would bring things that they would think they need. So it was like you know tools, food. A lot of the times, it was a lot of food, treasure. Like the pharaohs when they were buried, they were buried with like large amounts of gold and treasures, and you know sometimes even chariots, slaves, their wives, women, like you know people. Even sometimes people would be killed and then mummified along with them so that they could, you know, have that other person with them. So it's, you know, any, basically anything that they thought you would need. And they, they, the ancient Egyptians believed that the afterlife was just a different extension of the current life. So they thought it was very similar. You did the same type of stuff. I you wonder just, what they base that on. Like, what was uh, the original religion based on? So they say it, ancient Egypt's like these thousands and thousands and thousands of years old. Predates yeah. the majority of the Bible. I mean, mm -hmm. you, you made an argument that Adam and Eve that that was like the creation, but like it predates almost almost all of it by a large stretch. Like, so, like, right. what did they base their religions on? What did they, they pull us out of? Well, the we'll get into some of the God, the their uh, their beliefs and gods. I think one had later. a stroke. I haven't seen a move. <laughs> <laughs> He probably did, but they had actually their the religion was big into their their things. I don't want to spoil the the part there at the end because how they believe it was all created. But I do know that their religion, the Babylonian religion, Zoroastrian, I can Zeo something. I can't remember Zoroastrianism. Exactly yes, Zoroastrianism, and That's then like the uh, oldest religion. Yeah, and Judaism were like the oldest, the three of the oldest ones. Mm -hmm. Those Zoroastrian. But, and they have some weird beliefs, man. 
They're still oh, around. Yeah. yeah, they're still around, yeah. But once someone died, their body was taken to an embalmer where they would insert a hook into the skull and through the nose, and they would take out your brain in pieces. They believed that you thought with your heart and not your brain, so they believed that the brain was just a junk organ and they threw it away. Then they would make an incision on the left side of the abdomen and remove the internal organs to let them dry. The lungs, the intestine, the stomach, and the liver would all be placed inside canopic jars, and they would be set next to the mummy after you know, it was buried. So they, their organs went with them, just not in the body. The heart, since they thought that's where thought was t- took place, that was put back inside of the body after it was dried, and then they would rinse the inside of the body with wine and spices and then cover the body with natron for 70 days. Natron is like a form of salt. So that would start to dry out the flesh. After 40 days, the body was then stuffed with linen or sand to make it look more human. And then after 70 days, the body was completely wrapped from head to toe in bandages and then placed in a sarcophagus. It's a long ass process. Very long process. And actually it, had it to was smell said like shit. Yeah. It was said that um the embalmers were nobody wanted anything to do with them and like not even prostitutes would sleep with them. They smelled so bad. That sounds about right. Yeah. yeah they just worked with dead bodies all day. So, before we dive deeper, so mummification, that's probably the oldest we can think of like the death rituals. And they mm-hmm. did it because they wanted to have like a normal, they're going to like live this normal life in the afterlife or whatever or yeah. extension of their life. So what do, like if you had the option to like deep freeze your body after you die and like uh, go into like a, what's a vanilla sky esque kind of a situation or some kind of mm-hmm. a digital uh, afterlife, like a black mirror, would you do it? Or are you usually going to roll the dice and see what happens? I'm gonna I, roll I've the dice been... that at the end of the tunnel is a bunch of ass. That's what? where I'm <laughs> like I, ass in a good way, like yeah. a bunch of booty, or yeah, it's just, like yeah, it's gonna just, suck when you die. Get little of this booty. That's where I'm going. That's my hope and dream. And, what if you're wrong? Uh, I I hope I'm not because <laughs> the other stuff is just not really all that important to me. Well, oh, here's the thing. What am I gonna bury in a time cap? So, what, my laptop. It's gonna no, be outdated. I'm saying like, you know, like the a baseball player Ted Williams, he's like in yeah. a deep freeze, yeah. like hoping that someday they'll be able to like technology will advance so far that they can thaw him out or use his DNA to create another version version of him. Like he's in a deep freeze somewhere. I suppose if I had limitless money and I was just gonna be a dick, <laughs> like, hey, I'm gonna get a second chance because I have money, I might do it. But other than that, I'm just gonna roll the dice. I've been intrigued by the thought of like digital immortality in like uh-huh. a simulation. I'm even more intrigued by the idea of that in like synthetic bodies. I've always thought that part of like science fiction has been like a really cool idea. Wait, wait, yeah, wait. It's like going to happen eventually. Or like fully synthetic humans. Just like a synthetic body. And then yeah, you can upload your, your memory into it. Yeah. yeah Very altered my, carbon. Upload style. my memory yeah. and be like 40K. <laughs> <laughs> that's how it. many gigs you got what do you mean gigs we're working in k right exactly. now exactly we're not even not even in megabytes yeah. <laughs> i'm still running like a, a 480 processor over here so i'll do it i'd sign up for it, it. i'd i'd give it a shot that sounds interesting to me so but um that'd be fine but i'd want to go out in a really cool outfit if they're gonna freeze me 
<laughs> so nothing? Your coolest tracksuit. You're going to go out. <laughs> I don't know. Your that's... most badass bucket hat. And your Adidas hat. Yeah. <laughs> go out probably. looking like Fred Durst. I'd probably go out in all Rasta colors. <laughs> hey, yeah. So when they take me up, they're like, we don't know what the hell he is. <laughs> he died just how he lived. We don't understand. <laughs> we don't. No one gets it. So well, they seem real happy. Uh, <laughs> what What's crazy to think about is so we're like as far back as ancient Egypt is to now, yeah, and the and a pretty good size of advancement. Like really, the, the last hundred and fifty years has been the crazy advancement. Yeah, like, can you imagine where this world's going to be from where we are right now? Like in like the equivalent of thousands of years from where the, the Egyptians were. We're going to be freaking Star Wars level, if not crazier. Well, we would have to come up with some different kinds we're of technology, though, because we're at, we're pushing the limits of of literal like of the elements when we're coming at least to nah. the computer age. We're pushing. Yeah, we'll figure something that. We'll that's what I mean. We have to come up with some other technology, but for what we got now, we're kind of maxing out. Yeah, they probably thought that about the wheel. Like, ah, <laughs> there'll be never, there'll be nothing else to advance on. Well, there's no we point because the earth's flat, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, how that. do we go backwards? How do people get so, like, like now nah, we're just going to go back. Like, I don't know. People the Egyptians, though, what's dumber. interesting about what you're saying is, like, they obviously had a great interest in immortality, basically, that, you know, like, it's not over when you die type of thing. And so, they, yeah. But they generated so it looks like so much money, effort, and thought into this. I mean, even that embalming process for the embalming, that's a no wonder it was for only the wealthy. That's you know, I guess that guy sits in there and smells with you for the 70 days. I don't know. I mean, everyone is obsessed with living forever, whether it's like normal living and coming back or some kind of heaven or afterlife. I mean, everyone's obsessed with that. I'm not. Here's my thing. I think what I wanted to leave more like is just like a legacy, something that like people remember you for. It would be nice to at least be remembered. For what? A couple, maybe a hundred years, 150 years. Well, it would be nice to go real quick. It'd be nice to remember for at least two generations. Well, yeah. I mean, I would hope that that's possible for all of us. Two generations (laughs) is not that big of an ask. But like no, that's on the history of time, even recorded time. That's a blip. Yeah, I guess that's true. But like, you, if you think about, okay, your great great grandfather, like, how much mm-hmm. do you know about your great great grandfather? That's that's that far, right? So, I mean, there are people that will be remembered for years and years and end up in the history books. But you hope, I hope in my life that I'm someone that's remembered by the people at least closest to me for a while. Like he wasn't a piece of shit. Oh my god. <laughs> well, the good Despite thing is, is the everything people I are... thought for all those years, he actually wasn't. <laughs> well, a no, piece because of here's shit. the alternative. There's an afterlife, and you thought you got rid of me, and you're walking down the street. Hey, buddy, <laughs> I'm still with you. Fuck. <laughs> Not to go on too much of a tangent, but like uh, I was raised in a Christian household. So yeah. like the Christian afterlife, it's like all the those pure bliss, right? Yeah. What wouldn't you get bored of that eventually? With no ups or downs, it's just all up. Well, I think that comes from like your perspective, just from your perspective. If you feel like what do you define as bliss and what do you find as ups and downs? Like that's another you thing that I'm life- worried about at heaven, because what I define as bliss 
may be considered X-rated in heaven and may not even be happening. <laughs> okay, but like if you're talking to yeah. like me, I would like ups and downs for me would be like very tragic things that I've had to go through, like very heartbreaking, awful things that are traumatic. And so like those are considered down things. For, it just depends on your perspective. Would I like to live in a in a place like heaven or an afterlife where there was no you know, point of that where you're never going to have like a traumatic event happen to you again? Heck yeah. That wouldn't be boring. That would be a relief. Can you have the sweet without the sour? Yeah. I think Is it possible? Can. I think not so too. This, not in this life, but you know, I, I, but I do understand what you're saying because they, you know, like some, I've heard a lot of people say, Oh, well, you know, heaven sounds boring. You know, I'm like, well, I mean, that just depends on your expectations and your parameters for what you think is bliss. If, you know, there's people out there that think bliss is murdering, you know, teenage girls. Interesting thing to jump directly to. I was very about specific. Bundy, so. Oh, well. <laughs> but it's just a point of like, it depends on your parameters of what you think is, you know, what's important to you, what you find you know, if, if you're someone like me, the things that are important to me are like laughter and then like good quality friends and family and the people that I care about, you know, mm-hmm. those are the things that are, that, that's like perf. That's like, you know, those are memorable things for me. Other people are different things. It's like accomplishments or, you know, <laughs> working hard and achieving things. It, it depends on who you are. Booty, so what did the Egyptians laughter? think was important? Huh? What did the Egyptians think was important? Well... They actually, when they believed when you died, you would go. So it was kind of this complicated thing. They believed that when you died, you had the time from when the sun set to the sun rise to basically when the sun set, it would pick up your like your soul and then it would take it to the afterlife where you would be judged. And your heart, because your heart was like everything you did, good or bad, it would mm-hmm. be weighed against a feather. And so if it weighed the same or less than a feather, then you were considered good and you were allowed to continue on into the afterlife. And then if it was heavier than the feather, then you were given to the soul eater. Good. Yeah. So you don't want to be fat, bro. You have that enlarged heart. One of them Egyptians are always tall, skinny in them drawings. (laughs) The things in the things in a uh, the the things in their their culture that were considered like good or bad were very similar to the things that were in our culture. Like it it was kind of interesting looking into it. Like um, adultery was considered a big no no, yet tons of people did it. But people were then terrified when they would get to the you know they would die and they would go face. Uh, was it Amon Ra, the sun god? That he, they would be fine. That you know, they would be found that all their bad things would be found out. That was like something they were actually afraid of. So what else mm-hmm. was on the bad list? Because I'm clean there. I'm, I'm feeling good. <laughs> it was similar things like murder. You know, it was very similar things that our, you know, society would find things. You know, it wasn't very strange. Like they had some strange customs and practices and stuff. But if you were a decent person, if you didn't like you know, cheat people or rob from people. It was kind of just common sense stuff. Hmm. So it wasn't like, you know, they praised terrible things. Were they as materialistic as like the modern world? They could be. Yeah. Cause it really seemed like they, a lot of things were wrapped around wealth and show of wealth. Yeah. And, you know. They're they Okay. They made linen. They made their clothes out of, uh, was it flax linen? And, the whiter they everyone wanted to have the whitest and the finest threads because that meant you were wealthy and so the poor people got the garbage flax and they made their clothes out of that and it was more like yellow 
but it was still it still could be materialistic. They had like you know certain necklaces or pendants or you know bracelets and stuff. They wanted to look and you know they were big into jewelry and stuff like that too. So it could have been like if the wealthy people especially were very materialistic, especially like the pharaohs. And they were into makeup. How do you keep from being bored back then? Well, the pharaohs didn't get bored by Concubines. having th- three giant. All of the pharaohs, contrary to their statues and the drawings of them, all of the pharaohs were morbidly obese because they were the richest, most powerful people in the land, and all they did was eat and fuck. They had I giant harems. Get on board with that. That's how I wives, got this figure. <laughs> like, <laughs> Ramses the Great, I think, had like 80-some kids. That seems like he's uh, a go-getter. Yeah, a lot of the pharaohs had like between fifty and a hundred kids. Jeez, and they well, would, I think if and, you if you're never using a condom ever, and you're fucking, oh, they use condoms. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> that's one of the things I do know about. They did. They had condoms back then. They, they had very interesting birth control methods. Oh, is that a sheep? We'll get into that a little. They. <laughs> we'll, 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 we'll get into that right now. They had condoms. <laughs> They had condoms made out of sheep's intestine, and then they had another type of condom, which was uh, linen, which was soaked uh-huh. in olive oil. And then, Tell of us course, about that most important ingredient, though, in in the Nero episode, we discussed how they would make a vaginal plug out of crocodile dung. Yep, that Ew. was their it's the good stuff. The good stuff. <laughs> and the, and the doctors would be like, "Yeah, and it worked." That's the crazy thing. It worked. All three of those things worked. Even the linen soaked in olive oil. It was fairly effective. I wonder what's dirty. The actual thing you're saying, like a cock in the twat. Like, I think it's both. <laughs> it's all really gross. <laughs> it's just, who does that? <laughs> I, <laughs> it's amazing to me how, I guess just because of the model, we're so much cleaner, I guess I feel like. Yeah. Yes, there's no way. <laughs> how do you talk a girl into that? <laughs> It's like, listen, I couldn't afford the sheep or the linen with the oil, so you <laughs> go with that crocodile you shit. Go with this crocodile shit. Yeah, it's been used before, but it's the right shape now. Like, what? Like, hey, girl, um, I really want to get down, but uh, you got any crocodile shit on you? I didn't, I didn't, bring, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't bring, bring the any. crocodile shit to the party. <laughs> oh my god, I love you, man. That's fucking great. That's, that's like you have uh, to brave the crocodiles to get it. How horny are you? Yeah. <laughs> and when you gotta kill your own croc like, what, what, is there a market <laughs> you don't have to kill the croc to get this shit you fucking farm them far- oh, it was the original Trojan man crocodile. <laughs> oh man I grew up in the 80s we didn't use them uh, uh, you're, yeah you're not missing much they are the worst yeah <laughs> so the Egyptian culture was made up of a social pyramid See what I did there? Interesting. Yeah. Uh, at the top was the pharaoh, and he was in charge of everything, and he was actually considered the law. Like he, the, Underneath was the government officials, but he was the source of all law. So everything basically went to the pharaoh. He was the ultimate power. But he wasn't, a, he wasn't a god figure, though? He was just like a political He was figure? a god figure. Okay, he, okay. He was a god figure. They, he was like a god king, similar to like the Persians and okay. you know, other ancient cultures. Next, after the government officials, were the priests. And then after that were the scribes, 
And then below the scribes were the craftspeople, like the stonemasons, carpenters, stuff like that. And then finally were the peasants and the slaves, you know, the farmers and, you know, crocodile shit picker uppers. Where where do the bouncers fit into this equation? The bouncers? Probably yes. either in the craftspeople, probably more. But, you know, well, no, they wouldn't be in the peasants or the slaves. They're doing okay. They're, they, they wouldn't be doing that bad. But Do they have um, their own version of the police. They have cops or firefighters or anything like that. They had the Magi, which were like well, the Pharaoh's like secret police. Doesn't but, seem quite as good. No, but as far as the police, I'm I know there was like a source of law, but I didn't look into their uh, legal system all that much because when I did look into the legal system, it was like the legal system was Pharaoh. <laughs> so. Basically, if you had like a legit legal thing, you would take it to a scribe. And if it was bigger than him, he would take it to the priest. And if it was bigger, he couldn't take care of it. He would take it to a government official. And then if he couldn't take care of it, it would go all the way to the pharaoh. But basically, the scribes took care of the minor things. Then if not, then it was the priest. And then up, up beyond that was the government officials. Gotcha. So, And the priests were priests year-round, but three months out of the year, they were doing, like, religious stuff, and then the rest of the year, they were doing, like, the other administrative stuff. So they would, like, alternate. Hmm. Sounds kind of so, like a raw deal. Yeah, it was kind <laughs> of, like, an interesting thing. Raw. And, uh, nice. <laughs> wow, corny. <laughs> uh, most women were married at age 12 or 13, just after puberty, and then the boys were only a couple of years older. So... The adult life in ancient Egypt started out in your teens and they never had, they didn't have weddings or any sort of marriage ceremony. They just be like, Hey, you're married and you just move in together. And then despite not having the ceremony, adultery was super shameful and discouraged, but still extremely common. There was one so, story. Well, how was it that shameful then? It, it was like a taboo thing where like you would gossip about it, but you know, no one, like you look, Mark, there was nothing else to do but gossip. Gossip <laughs> is like you're doing them a favor by fucking around to give them something to do. They gotta be able to gossip. To yeah, yeah, and if they're if they're actually, if they're having sex and getting married at twelve and fourteen with like you figure like they're going into there as a virgin and all of a sudden they're married to like to that one person. Like, is that yeah. human? I mean, I don't know. I really feel like you gotta, you know. So a little seed, a little bit to like feel comfortable. I think because a lot of times. So you're saying you want to fuck multiple twelve year olds? No, no. What I'm saying is, I feel like people <laughs> kind of need to. They need those young years to kind of get that out of their system, right? So then, when you're maturing off for a real relationship, you know, you've kind of got that out. That's worst, not even. That's not even universal today. Much less ancient <laughs> Egypt. Egypt. Well, so in your oats <laughs> kind well, of situation. I just mean, I, the worst thing is when someone marries someone and then that's it. And then later on, they decide they want to try a different penis. Like, how can you blame them? <laughs> like, I don't know. It happened to me. That's all I'm saying. Uh, <laughs> I wasn't so even basically, mad. this was just all about you. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, sort of. <laughs> that uh, nothing to do with the Egyptians. Well, I'm just saying, like, I can understand. This is through his own shit. Well, I just I understand that feeling of like they they get married and then that person's with one person. Like this the, part of the podcast a- has been called Juan's therapy session. Yeah. No. <laughs> Thanks for that Egyptian vagina. Uh, I think I don't know. I just, is it really like it's really obvious? Like ass is everything to me. I no matter where we go with anything, it no, just always really? ends up going back there. I try not is to. It though? 
You fucker, you got me. That was all right. All right. <laughs> Never mind my failures. So back to theirs. <laughs> actually, the one last thing about the whole adultery thing was there's actually written writings, records of a man who was like medium, like he was like a scribe and someone had written down all the women he had slept with and he had slept with his like neighbor's wife and then the neighbor's daughter. And then his son had slept with the neighbor's daughter afterwards. Nice. That just sounds like a solid <laughs> So family. basically they were just like spreading it around. So STDs were probably a do? nightmare. What else <laughs> is there to do? But how, aside Bill from the Pyramid? fact of adultery though, wasn't it a very like sexually charged like environment? Well, to like a certain extent, yeah. I mean, basically, is our is our current environment pretty sexually charged? Yeah. No, no I don't think so. <laughs> don't not think not so. in the states. Here, yeah, the here, states it's a lot more. You know, pretty prude. Yeah. Even with all the porn that we have nowadays, I would say porn, believe it or not, has actually tamed down society. Because used to like people would just go out and like they just they had to fuck they, whether it's prostitutes or. Or all these different people, or get married young just so they could have sex. Nowadays, porn's like it's been the statistics that back that up. Like it's like people are becoming less uh, less aggressive. Prostitution's going down. All these things are going down. Dating's even going down. Pre like having kids outside of marriage is going down because people are just staying home and watching porn. It's having like a really weird effect. So we're in a weird time right now. Like back in the day, we would all have been fucking nonstop. You know, but now we're sh- that is true we're though. Like, porn. Not to get up, but like what he's saying is is reality in my life because I know, like I said, growing up in the eighties, we just fucked everybody, right? What we didn't mm-hmm. have, we couldn't go onto the internet. And, Thanks like, a we, lot for ruining it for everybody. We could STDs. It, well, it was a time of decadence, and like now I'm kind of glad I lived through that because like we had a lot of freedoms and you don't have now. But we but we couldn't get online and like talk to a girl and video chat. We couldn't go onto a porn site, dude. If you wanted mm-hmm. something to have with a girl, you had to find a real girl and do it with her. Like that, it was tough times. But now it's like, <laughs> I'm, I'm glad I got to go through that because now it's like, I feel sorry for people because like you said, that does kind of make where you can put that stuff kind of on a back burner. People like, get to the point where they're like, well, I don't even need to, you know, have that really particularly because I can just take care of it. Like what? Oh, the second that the sex robot is a thing, <laughs> this whole world is fucked. I have said yeah, that for years. We are setting it up. <laughs> we have been setting it up for generations and uh, yeah, we're screwed. We're absolutely screwed. I actually had a couple of conversations with a couple of people about that. And they were like, they were like, do was you it think Sylvester they were- Turner? You're like, dude, no, come on now. No, we need these it wasn't Turner. It was actually Stop a couple around. of women. It was a couple of women. And they were like, oh, well, you know, I don't think it would change much. And I was like, you, it would change. I was it like, would you wouldn't want somebody in your life that would never argue with you, never talk back to you, never, always basically just do whatever you wanted, whenever you wanted. I was like, that's a very human thing to want. Man or woman, yeah, that's a very human thing. Of and like, yet and everyone says the same thing. Oh, it's not a real relationship. Yeah, but it would give you a false sense of safety. Like I could you already see the movie Her. No. Oh, it's good. Uh, Walking Phoenix, where basically it's got Scarlett Johansson's this AI. We don't have it's a uh-huh. rabbit hole, but like the whole premise is like there's this AI that gets to know you and and it evolves as it gets to know you, and basically you're dating this artificial intelligence, and it's just a voice. Like if you watch yeah. that movie, you're like, holy shit! I saw shit, a documentary, is- a document, ugh, a documentary recently about people who lived with these dolls, 
yeah. and they're like the sex dolls. Like they they really feel like they have relationships with them and stuff because some of them actually do interact and talk. Like they learn, like how you yeah. sp- like they actually interact with you. And these guys were like in love with these inanimate objects. Like yeah. and some of them were women too. And it was just yeah. like, wow, we're there. Like, this is really gonna happen. Like, and you, but yeah, you, I mean, I could see why people would do that. And let me tell you, those dolls, those dolls a- were out of their league. <laughs> 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 like, I don't think it'll happen. Like, officially, like, the world won't be in trouble until like, until it's like Westworld level technology to where you literally can't tell the difference. Tell, right. But like, um, we're that's. I don't think that'll be in our lifetime. It'll be like no. just after, like our kids' lifetimes. It's going to yeah. be shit like that, in my yeah. opinion. And it's going to fuck up it's, the whole world. Yeah. Birth rate would go way down. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. So, the ancient Egyptian empire <laughs> existed for nearly 3,000 years. <laughs> Hard transition. Uh, yeah. <laughs> modern, modern Egyptologists and historians have broken it down into periods. The Old Kingdom, the Middle Kingdom, and the New Kingdom, with intermediate, intermediate periods in between and then it was sandwiched on either end by an early and a late period but how do we know so much about ancient egypt well it was because of the writings they left behind when archaeo uh but when archaeo oh my gosh archaeologists (laughs) first began studying (laughs) egypt they had no way to read the hieroglyphics that's where the rosetta stone came in the rosetta stone was discovered after napoleon's forces had used it to reinforce a fort. What? what? Is that the real? French once again <laughs> almost fucked up horribly. <laughs> yeah. So in in Egypt, they had there was a fort that Napoleon's forces were fighting, and someone ran across this stone that was used to reinforce the fort, and he was like, "Hey, there's three different things of writing." And uh, one of those looks like ancient Greek. He's like, why was this put here? So he went and found somebody who was higher up in the military and said, hey, we need to save that. So they pulled it out, took it back to the experts, and they said, hey, the top is Egyptian hieroglyphics. The second is Demotic script, and the bottom is ancient Greek. Now, up until that point, nobody could read Egyptian hieroglyphs or ancient Egyptian Demotic script. But they knew what ancient Greek was, and because of the Ptolemies, this was written during the Ptolemaic period after the Greeks had come. So they had a source of reference and then they could translate the other two languages. And so now people can read the Egyptian hieroglyphs and demonic script. Nice. So actually I've seen that at the British museum and it's pretty fascinating. It's a big old hunk of rock with it all just chiseled in there. And it was actually a, it was a government decree that had been set up in a city somewhere and part of it's broken off, but they had enough there to compare and then figure out, and translate it. So then after that, and that was discovered in 1799, the Rosetta Stone was. So after that, that's when they, st- and it took years. It took years to translate, and then they could start translating the other stuff they had found. And so that's why there was the big boom in the late 1800s and the early 1900s to discover more stuff in Egypt because they had just realized they could start translating the stuff, the hieroglyphics and the demonic script. Can you imagine how much knowledge was lost? Like in the fire of Alexandria. Oh, or the, yeah. uh, oh, the, oh my God. I, like, I, like, that, uh, that's what I was just really curious. So like Dead Sea Scrolls, that was even after the Rosetta Stone. Like I wonder what's going to be that next big find. Um, yeah. If there are any more left. I'm sure there's several left. Bigfoot. But like, Bigfoot. He's out there. 
<laughs> I'm a believer in Bigfoot. Is this a real take? <laughs> no, not at all. But I just really <laughs> think it'd be funny. I was like, I was like oh my god! I have no, no but idea that is why. Uh, uh, speaking of like oh, ancient uh, ancient texts, ancient uh, like um, what do you call them hieroglyphs and all that stuff. Have you looked yeah. into like the Anunnaki and all that shit? And that yeah, a little bit, so, not a whole lot. Oh man, that's around. That, it's older than that time, and they, it's similar to the Rosetta Stone. Uh, I think it was also in Egypt or Samaria or somewhere around there. Like there's like this huge wall that's got like three different texts on it. And that's yeah. how they were able to translate it finally. And uh, I think it was a French guy that figured it out as well. Um, a French archaeologist. And basically it's got some f- weird shit in it, man. It's like the, the sky people ruled. It's like basically aliens. It sounds like, yeah, like gives validity to aliens and being involved in ancient Egypt and all this shit. So, civil war had divided Egypt into Upper and Lower Egypt until King Menes united them under himself as the first pharaoh. The reference of Upper and Lower Egypt was based on what was upstream on the Nile River, not in the relation to North or South. So, Upper Egypt was in the southern part of Egypt, and Lower Egypt was in the north on the, you know, the shores of the Mediterranean. The king of Lower Egypt wore a red crown, and the king of Upper Egypt wore a white crown that looked basically exactly like a bowling pin. Uh, when Upper and Lower Egypt were united, so were their crowns. Menes was the king of Upper Egypt, and then when he conquered Lower Egypt, he made himself the first pharaoh. He also founded the city of Memphis at the mouth of the Nile Delta, nice. making it an important city for trade. King Menes was then killed in a hippo attack <laughs> as one is back in the day <laughs> yeah. Man, you're talking about so a, a poor what, security what, team what yeah. color was the crown in memphis when he was the when he was the pharaoh he combined both crowns so it was red and white so it was like this red thing with a like memphis a snake crown thing. without it being blue i mean it's got the blues i mean come on oh my god i'm sorry i apologize <laughs> cut that out cut that whole last five seconds out He's like, it looks like a jester. <laughs> we ruin all credibility with that hacky ass comment. <laughs> so the old kingdom. So this was around the 2500, you know, BC time, 2800, that area. That was known as the age of the pyramids. So that is when the pyramids were believed to have been built. There are about could 100 or so. Huh? They could, could be, be older. older. Than that, yeah. But according to texts that talk about the construction of the pyramids, they believe it was about that time, about after King Menes and the, you know, when the kingdoms were joined together. And actually, they have the pharaoh's names and stuff like that. So that's why they believe it was around that time. There was 100 or so pyramids in Egypt, but the most famous ones are the ones at the plateau at Giza, and those were the ones that were built around this time. In the old kingdom, there was a man named Imhotep. He was, is regarded as the first genius in recorded history. He was a very intellectually gifted man and was very proficient in being an astronomer, architect, priest, stonemason, scribe, and physician. At the, polymath. Yeah. At this time, the Nile River had stopped flooding, which led to a massive famine that lasted for seven years. And the Pharaoh Djoser consulted... That's what he gets for using his crazy science. Go back to worshiping everything in the gods, you jerk. Causing all the floods to stop. Yeah. 
He consulted Imhotep on what he should do. At the time, Imhotep was the high priest of the sun god Ra. So he went on a spiritual journey, like a spiritual quest. And he said he had a dream on this quest where the god of the Nile, Kanum, told him that he was punishing Egypt because the pharaoh had not been honoring him enough. So Imhotep went back to the pharaoh and told him this. And so then he had Kanum's temple restored and ordered that regular offerings were to be made. Sooner or later, the floods began again, and Djoser promoted Imhotep to the highest position in the government under himself, basically second in command of all of Egypt. The pharaoh wanted to depart from being buried with the other kings and pharaohs in Abydos and asked Imhotep to build a new type of structure for and for him to build it. Imhotep designed and built the first pyramid, which is now known as the Step Pyramid, which was the basis that all the other pyramids started off of. And actually, the first two was the Step Pyramid, so it's not like a, a smooth pyramid. It's like in steps. And then there was the Bent Pyramid. And the Bent Pyramid is actually, I think, really interesting because they started at a certain angle, and then they realized they messed up, and so then they changed the angle, so it's a double-angled pyramid. It's actually really cool-looking. But the pyramids at Giza were built between 2589 and 2504 B.C. Possibly by the Anunnaki, but we'll go on. We'll skip uh, over that. Or it could be by the aliens. I mean, I've seen Stargate. <laughs> exactly. Stargate <laughs> would not lie. No. Television is factual, especially anything hey, on I'm sci-fi. Just saying, look into these Anunnaki, man. They, t- they address this very topic. There are varying theories of how the pyramids were built. No one is actually certain. Some say that it was done with sleds, brute force, and ramps. Others suggested closed water systems with locks. And I actually think this idea is the most practical and logical. And actually, there's a YouTube channel. A guy wrote a book about it. It's called Pyramid. The YouTube channel is called Pyramids Really Built. It's kind of a pretentious name for the YouTube channel. But he's got videos on how he thinks it's done. And he does a small scale, a couple of small scale experience or experiments. It's really cool. And I think it's a very simple idea for how the pyramids were built. It would have obviously taken them like time, but it makes total incomplete sense. I mean, so does like the brute force and ramps. And actually there's a hieroglyphs that show the large stones being moved with sleds and the workers pouring water in front of the sleds to keep the sand from building up under the edge of the sleds. So that's also the other most plausible thing, you know, um, you're, just, you're just tossing out on an Aki all together, huh? Just gonna, yeah. Who am I? Am I oh, fair enough. Okay. Yeah. 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 Uh, one thing is for sure, though, pillar, the pyramids were not built by slaves. Well, that's good. Yep. There are remains of workers' villages and towns around the construction site. And with the like pers- slave quarters? No, like family quarters. And there's actually <laughs> records and stuff showing that it was like families came there and were transplanted there. And then with the precision required for building the pyramids, the idea that people were forced to work in slavery to build it and still be so precise is just absolutely ludicrous to me. Like these things were built with such precision. Like that requires some real skill and time and like it requires people who actually care about their work. Like where the stones are fitted together, you can't You know it's even- a pretty good way to get people to care about what their their work. <laughs> Kill them if they fuck up. No, but see the thing is is like People who work in slavery typically always find a way to throw a wrench in the works. Like Germans put the Slavs into slave labor 
during World War II, and they had them building shells and bombs, and then that's where all of their duds came from, because every chance they got, they were making duds, or they were making shells that wouldn't work, so then the Germans, at the end of the war, had a large amount of ammunition that just wouldn't work or would blow up in their faces, because they had slave labor building their freaking ammunition. Oh, I'm just busting balls everything I've heard or seen and said that they're not slave labor. <laughs> so They got beer, too, from what I remember. Yep. That's a sweet diet. They had like a beer and and like that actually had a pretty good diet from what I remember. They actually did. Um, But wait, there's another theory on how the pyramids were built. So author and wackadoodle nut job, John Van Auken believes. (laughs) I feel like you're already biasing the crowd here. You can't give him an off fair shake. This Jonathan Van, whatever. That actually is on his business card. Nut job. (laughs) Fair enough. Good for him. <laughs> wow. Way to come branding. real. Call yourself nut job? No, I'm kidding. He did say <laughs> Okay. So he believes I, I stumbled upon his Facebook page and it made my brain hurt. It was so bad. But um, he believes that the pyramids were built by the people of Atlantis after their continent sank beneath the ocean. The Atlanteans had special, quote, metaphysical and radiation powers that allowed them to help the Egyptians construct the pyramids. How does he prove this? Well, he says at this one location in Southern Egypt, there are some hieroglyphs that have symbols that look vaguely similar to modern helicopters, airplanes, spaceships, and submarines. So according to this nut job, they have, uh, they had advanced aircraft and submarines, but absolutely nothing has ever been discovered in archeological digs to prove it. So their fancy tech just disappeared along with them, and there's some vague hieroglyph to hint at it. This dude is just batshit insane. They did well, really good for thinking with their hearts. <laughs> there are a lot of things that get lost to history. Stuff like, does like get Greek, lost like to history. Greek fire. Greek, but yeah, Greek fire and helicopters. Thousands of years. Well, like not likely, okay. but obviously. Okay, but, but uh, like genius people like Leonardo da Vinci thought of a flying machine, but he didn't even make a flying machine. The guy was so far ahead of his time. So was But Tesla. think about this though. Yeah, you're right. And like and I think that if there was like a cataclysmic world event that uh, there would be definitely some remnants of helicopters and skyscrapers right. and shit like that. But you think about the potential age of the planet. We're talking billions of years. Yeah. Where there's probably multiple cataclysmic events where the whole world is like basically blown the fuck up. You could lose a lot of shit in that time. Well, okay, yeah, but we're talking about like 4,000 years ago. Allegedly. For 4,500, these are fairly certain. Nobody things. knows 45, how old the, the pyramids are. Yeah, but still, the Egyptian civilization is about 4,500 years old. So if you believe that the pyramids were built by the Egyptians and they had the help of the Atlanteans, and yet there's nothing ever... And the, the thing is, it just lacks even the shred of credibility. But... There is this. I think you're right. I mean, I'm just busting like, but there is like, like I said, back to this Anunnaki thing. So like, there's stuff in like all yeah, these different we get religions. It. You like sucking Anunnaki dick. <laughs> Look, so like we, were, I, I was raised a Christian household, right? Yeah. Uh, I think Mark, you were too. Juan, yeah. you're a heathen from day one. We get it. Um, <laughs> but it, even in the Bible, there's like these things called Nephilim. Uh huh. Very similar description to these Anunnaki and yeah. other. Other these other texts, I'm like, how do you explain that? Maybe, and then uh, another thing that uh, they talk about, and it's all in that area, ancient uh, Egypt, Mesopotamia, or not Mesopotamia, 
uh, Fertile Crescent, wherever it is. But, um, and then also, what was I going to say? God damn it. But like they talk about, oh, that's right. So like, I think Egypt was one of the first places to have it where in the text is like, this was the first human Pharaoh or the first human ruler. It's all kinds of weird shit. I'm just saying the truth's out there, folks. So the other ones okay, were Fox women? Mulder. Yeah. <laughs> no. One, that's just stupid. Come on. Uh. Let's not be ridiculous. I thought we were being serious here. <laughs> not ridiculous. This week, this, this last week, two podcasters were shot in different locations at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> one in Houston area and one in Detroit. No one saw that coming. <laughs> <laughs> Where does it say both shooters were female? <laughs> Just trying to get ahead of the headlines. Just you know, <laughs> she did it. For the, for, the, for the record, I do think it's way more likely that all these ancient religious texts were had some kind of similar background, and they all uh-huh. had, had these myths, and they all just went along with it. There weren't yeah. really like uh, demigods roaming the earth. It is weird that it's mentioned in all these religions. Uh, or roughly around this time, but uh, I still think it's all just bullshit. It's just like a way to like engrandize like former kings and famous people. So it's all a bunch of bullshit, probably. Yeah, but I mean, there's it is I mentioned. Mean, it is it is mentioned. Yeah. Um. So that I, I'm not going to get a suit go super deep into each period because it was literally like three thousand years of history to go over. So I'm just basically going through the highlights. So after the old kingdom was the first intermarry or yeah, just the first intermediary period. And so that is when a people known as the Hyksos invaded Egypt. They came from the Northeast and Egypt will also at the same time was invaded from the South by the Nubians. The Egyptians nice. had to first retake the North from the Hyksos and then the South from the Nubians before reuniting for the middle kingdom period. So basically like the old kingdom, the middle period and the new kingdom were like what historians and Egyptologists would say. It was like a golden age and the intermediary periods were like times of conflict, civil war and conquering where they were conquered. But the invasion by the Hyksos wasn't all that bad because they brought chariots and composite bows with them. Something the, the Egyptians didn't have and that they would later use to expand their empire during the middle kingdom. They also began using bronze swords during this period. And then they would trade the gold that they had for copper and tin to make weapons. And they began to store these in royal armories. So they became a little more, uh, they became a little more militarily minded. And the pharaohs at that time began to go on large conquests to conquer the surrounding regions. So during the Middle Kingdom, they really began to, you know, expand into, they got all the way up to like the Hittites in like uh, southern modern day Turkey and stuff like that. They really started to expand, or maybe Lebanon and Syria, sorry, into those areas. <clears throat> but during this time, uh, the, in this intermediary period, uh, the division between and like all the infighting between the Egyptian people and then the invasions, this led to a lack of cooperation when it came to irrigation. This led to issues with farming and a large part of the population starved because of it. But after the country was reunited, the Egyptians began to improve their irrigation system even further. And then they started becoming more artistic and they began making glass and improved their manufacturing of pottery and textiles. And they also grew extremely wealthy through trading with the neighboring city-states and kingdoms. During this period, 
the f- whoa oh yeah during this period the pharaohs departed from being buried in pyramids and instead started being buried in southern egypt in a place called the valley of the kings and this is a place where a series of tombs were cut into cliffs was that straight up just a, like an economic decision like look it, w- we can't afford to be building these pyramids they take way too long they're too expensive let's go to these little stone carvings in a in the side of a freaking cave mountain that whatever could that could have been something to do with it also um i think it also could have had something to do with they saw that the other tombs and stuff were getting broken into and uh, actually a large part of it was way they wanted a more secure place to be entombed because they thought all the, you know if you believe that all of your riches go with you you don't want your grave getting robbed so if you or have this giant they pyramid, didn't have the anunnaki around to help them build the pyramids anymore and they know how to fucking do it so they had to go to these fucking caves a shell of the former selves. Or maybe they just had a lazy them. generation of skinny jeans like back then. Uh-huh. And then they're like, hey, we're not doing that this shit. Is- My dad did it. Fuck you. I'm not doing it. Find something there, could have been, there could have been a counterculture a uh, couple of centuries. Definitely. I mean, this was separated by several hundred years because the intermediary period between the old and the middle kingdom was like 150 years. So that is pretty but. Were people living to like 900, 1,000 back then? No, people were living. People did not have like a So these are not biblical times is what you're telling me. No, I'm just saying they weren't living like a 1,000 years. I figure they must have short lifespans if they're marrying off at 12 and 14. Uh, The pharaohs lived, some of the pharaohs lived to be 90, like one of the oldest pharaohs, one of the Ramses lived to be 90. But they would, depending on their quality of life, they would, like if you were poor, you had a poor quality of life. You had a short lifespan. If you were older or wealthier, or sorry, if you were wealthier, you had a longer lifespan because while it was ancient Egypt, they had a decent uh, medical you know, understanding of medical science, and they were really actually quite obsessed with cleanliness. They, they took baths a couple times a day. So they didn't know about like germs and stuff like that, but they wanted to be clean. So their, their living practices help them live a little bit longer to say than people that lived in the dark ages where like the average lifespan of people in the dark ages was like 38. Damn. So like that guy working in the morgue probably had a short lifespan. Yeah, because he was around death all the time. Or if you were a slave working in the fields all the time, your body would just not last as long because you're working constantly. Oh, mm-hmm. I know the troubles of the field. <laughs> <laughs> that was my first job, man. Picking fruit. It was uh, not good. <laughs> so during the new kingdom there was a pharaoh named Habsepsut. i know i'm saying that wrong but i did my best uh one of the few female pharaohs and she expanded egypt not through the military but by trading with their neighbors and actually there was a couple of other female pharaohs and one of them just disguised herself as a man after she got rid of her brother and she became pharaoh and just pretended to be him hmm yeah Resourceful. Yeah. Unlike the surrounding kingdoms and city-states, women were held in very high regard. As they should be. Yes. Women could own... Oh, what a pandering bullshit. Yeah. We've heard... Anyone go back and listen to the past 10 episodes. From a sex wing? What? (laughs) What are you thinking? (laughs) He's really (laughs) shitty. (laughs) 
<laughs> Horrible friend. <laughs> <laughs> women could own property and they were legally equal to men. While some women <clears throat> were pharaohs, and very few still held high positions in the government and society was still society's positions of power were still mostly dominated by men although women were involved with it just not to a large extent so that brings us to the you know we're in the new kingdom now and that brings us to king tutankhamun and he is by far the most famous of all the pharaohs this is largely because most of the tombs of all the other pharaohs were raided by grave robbers for the riches over the past 4000 years Tutankhamun's tomb, however, was found undisturbed after nearly 3,000 years in 1922 by British archaeologist Howard Carter. Almost nothing was known about Tutankhamun before 1922 because after his death, his name was largely removed from Egyptian writings because his father was a very unpopular pharaoh. So they knew that Tutankhamun existed, but they didn't know anything about him. One That's of those another thing that freaks me out about history. Mm-hmm. It's like how many things happened throughout history that were just wiped off the face of the planet? Like in 300, he's like, I'm going to yeah. just go wipe y'all's names from the history books. That shit happened a lot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, that's so much crazy history that we will never know about and it's just completely lost. So, did this like, lady's uh, pharaohs have concubines? This guy. <laughs> I'm just saying, if, if she's in charge, why shouldn't she benefit? question. You know, <laughs> I'm sure she did. They said she's equal. Hey, yeah, they're just like us. They decided better. All right. <laughs> I can see Juan like he was back in the day, like back in ancient Egypt. He's like, hey, just let the girls take over. Come on, dude. Like, like, I'm, I'm, like, just let them have it. Just let them have it. Just don't, yeah. don't let it be an angry one. We don't need any Hillary's running shit. Oh, he said that. Hot take. Oh. There were, what were the ancient Egyptian equivalent to emails? <laughs> That'll take her down. <laughs> so, hey, uh, Sam. hey, I found these scrolls. <laughs> uh, they were in your private, uh, <laughs> your private pyramid. And what are these Sam dick pics? <laughs> <laughs> What is Juan the, would uh, know Egyptian about sand dick pics. <laughs> yeah, he would. Can we get back on the dick pic talk? I'm so sorry. I know too, many, too many people in prison. Did the ancient Egyptians have porn? Please tell me you did not look this up. Uh, yes, they did, actually. Uh, I knew you looked it up. It was actually part of a documentary I found. They found some paintings, cra- uh, carvings, and drawings of really... Uh, aggressive, let's say, an unusual sexual acts, and we can see these. Well, where? let's not say that. Please explain. <laughs> yeah, I need mean, my, 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 there's, there's a lot of wild. like uh, hair pulling and God. like penises the size of people's legs, and you know they like to embellish it. The archaeologist that was talking about, it, he said, "Oh, they like to embellish these." How do you put it? He was like these things that you know these. I forgot how he worded it, but he's like they're basically just porn. That <laughs> <laughs> was like interesting, <clears throat> but back to King Tutankhamun. So the archaeologist was digging in the Valley of the Kings, uh, Doctor Carter, and he uncovered a staircase. So he then quickly had his team excavate the rest of the staircase, and at the very end, he found a door. He banged a hole in the door and looked inside with a torch and was shocked to find it filled with all sorts of treasures and accompanied the, the kind that would accompany a dead pharaoh. And then inside of the tomb 
was the sarcophagus with Tutankhamun's mummy inside, gold, and over 5,000 artifacts from ancient Egypt, including chariots, bows, arrows, shields, and also mummies of two unborn children. Yikes. Unborn children? Yeah. Unborn children. So like miscarried children. Oh, that's sad. Hmm. Yeah. How so, many jars of Diet Pepsi were there uncovered? Uh, about 10 billion. <laughs> so he well, had I an think, addiction to claim. I'm probably qualified right now. You <laughs> <laughs> probably are. So when the lid of the sarcophagus was removed and the mummy was examined, the archaeologists discovered that King Tutankhamun appeared to have a full-on erection. Nice. Yep. Later, after scans were done of the body, it was discovered that he had had rods inserted into his penis. It is presumed that they did this during the embalming process so he could still get erections and have sex in the afterlife. It's worth a shot. I mean, I mean, you're, yeah. you're going down anyway. But yeah, I'm but like, would hey, you do whatever you do whatever you want? If it's, but would if you want to walk around? Would you want to walk around for eternity with a rock hard boner? Yes, I'm gonna go with the alternative. <laughs> I'm gonna go with the green light. With a flaccid dick for the rest of your life. <laughs> the rest of uh, the afterlife. Yes, I'd rather have the rock hard dick. Well, at least it shows where your priorities are. Don't act like you're not impressed. It's the first one you've seen for millennia. (laughs) We are such. Uh, It was. I call him an innovator. That's all I'm saying. We are such. Men are just such animals. We're literally just. (laughs) Men and women are both. We're all the same. There's better hiding. No, they're just smarter. So they're, they're still running shit and always will. <laughs> His wife is literally right off camera. She must. Yeah, be. <laughs> she's got to be. <laughs> uh, can I see a shadow? What's going on here? He just looked away. <laughs> no, actually, I would hey, never say that if she was here. I wait too shitty for that. Can't let her know she's running shit. Are you? T- are you did you? F- do you see all that shit about the uh, the curse of uh, King Tut? Yeah, that's what are the odds? No, I don't. I think it's. Um, I don't think that that's true because a year. It was a year or so after they opened up the tomb. Uh, Doctor Carter died, and then soon after that, uh, several like twenty other people that were part of the expedition died at the same time. I think people just sensationalized it. Um, and actually, yeah, there was there was one person that actually said they believe that there could have been some sort of bacteria in the tomb that everybody got infected with and killed them. And they said that they believe that that's the most logical answer, and I tend to agree with that. Oh, for sure, for sure. You know, but some like sort a, of that guy. That you ever like hear about? Like, a, I watched a documentary about the guy who found it. That whatever his name is, that British dude. Yeah. Um, and the fact that the the guy who was funding the whole expedition kept trying to like, hey, this is it. No more. No more. I'm not paying for this shit anymore. Cause he wasn't yeah. finding anything. And like the last day of the last week that he was being funded, he finds th- this, this tomb. Like, yeah. What are the odds? That's why I was like, yeah. when he found that staircase, dig, dig. Yeah. Damn it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So d- after, um, the body was examined, uh, the mummy was examined. It was discovered that he had a flat head. So similar to foot binding in China, they practiced head binding, especially the rich people in Egypt. 
And it was, mm-hmm. you know, done in certain other ancient cultures. So at birth, you know, a baby's skull isn't entirely rigid. There's these soft cartilage points in the skull that helps it, you know, leave the vagina and between fit between the pelvis during birth. So yeah, it doesn't work his, afterwards. <laughs> to, oh my gosh, his head Jesus, had yeah. been bound to give him a desired flat head and like an elongated skull. So and there's actually a bust, a, a bust that has been done of CT scans of Tutankhamun, so you could get a rough idea of what he looked like. It's actually pretty interesting. Um, so Tutankhamun took the throne at age nine and ruled only ten years before his death. So Whoa. for years, uh, the question was, why did he die so young? So at first there was speculation that he died because he was murdered, you know, some sort of political thing. Uh, others claimed that he died of malaria while others believed he died young because he was a product of generations of incest leading to genetic disorders. And yes, to keep the king, kings and queens bloodlines pure, sisters and brothers just married each other. So it was heavily, the incest was huge in their culture. Like direct brothers and sisters? Huh? Like direct brothers and sisters? Yes. Wow. Yeah, it was very big. That would not go good for me. (laughs) (laughs) My sister's not a looker. You know what I mean? Dear God. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I hope she does not listen to this. Nope, she doesn't. <laughs> she, she hates this. <laughs> she knows enough not to listen to a word I say. <laughs> Tell Mark sends her a link. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just sent her all the great. parts I know she would hate. Are you talking about her? In isolated files. Oh, gosh. So if you do this kind of head binding shit, Mm-hmm. Is there any way of like, because uh, I know there's different parts of the brain do different things, right? Mm-hmm. Is there yeah. any kind of scientific uh, benefit or negative for elongating? No. The, or- as, as long as you don't increase the volume for the brain, the brain can kind of adjust. So as long as you don't make the inside portion of the skull smaller, you can elongate it and it doesn't uh, hinder the person during their formative years. But will it help them? No, it won't help them, but it won't hurt them either. So it's they more just didn't like play football. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> so finally, in 2000, you know, the scientists were trying to figure out how he died because he died at like no, 19 or whatever. So finally, in 2017, a DNA sample from the mummy was taken to a lab for testing. After a few weeks of testing, it was determined that King Tutankhamun had been poisoned. They found dangerous levels of one of the most deadly poisons in history in his body, aspartame. <laughs> I knew it. Fuck Diet Pepsi. <laughs> I knew it. I was like, wait a second. Is this breaking news? <laughs> no. It's live, so man. Actually, I'm still alive. <laughs> <laughs> what they did was they pulled him out. They brought a CT scanner to the Valley of the Kings. And they pulled his uh, mummy out of the sarcophagus and they took it like 300 yards to the CT scanner and they put him through it and they discovered that he was five feet, six inches tall. He had an impact and wisdom tooth, which caused him a great amount of pain. But Mm. other than that, he was healthy. For years, it was believed that he was killed by a blow to the head, but the CT scan proved that theory to be false. What they did discover that his left leg was broken and that he died from an infection. So it is believed that he died purely because of an accident. Possibly he could have fallen off a chariot or been killed by a hippo. 
Hippo. Damn, is hippo. Like, hippo is like the freaking magic bullet here. It's just taking out all these <laughs> these pharaohs that they don't have an excuse for why they died. It, like, oh, it probably hippo. Been, it could have. Well, the, the I mean, it could have been anything. It could have been like you know, fell down stairs or whatever. But he did die of a broken leg. You know, infection from a broken leg. Or so they think. Yeah, that's the most logical explanation according to the evidence that they have. So in 1992. German toxicologist Svetlana Balabanov tested the hair of Henuit Tai, the mummy of a priestess that was, that was in a museum in Munich, Germany. When the test came back, they showed evidence of cocaine and nicotine. Nice. Yep. So this was a huge shock to the scientific community because neither cocaine or, nic- or tobacco are native to Africa, Europe, or Asia. And as far as history is concerned, neither were discovered until a thousand years after the end of the Egyptian empire when the Americas were discovered. Balabanov's... I got a solution to this problem. Yeah. Who wouldn't want to do rails off a fucking pharaoh's head? This shit came came in in the 80s when people were doing all kinds of crazy shit. And they're like, oh, you guys, you want to... Here... Dude, trust me, you can come back to my lab. You can check out this <laughs> King Tut. Hell, we'll even bump a couple of rails off his head. <laughs> that guy's been using that line for a solid 10 years. That's yeah. where all the nicotine and coke came from. Well, the test, she did the test on the hair. So she pulled the hair, some of the hairs out of the mummy, and it's the same test that they do as drug tests for people and like corporations and stuff like that or criminals when they're arrested. So it's the, she's a toxicologist, so she did it the exact same way as she would have done it for a court case. All right. And this is real. This is real. This is 100% real. So as, you know, as far as history was concerned, it was impossible because cocaine and, or tobacco came from South America, Central America, and North America. So she submitted a paper showing her findings. And as she says, she received threatening letters in response. So as we discovered in our, uh, so as we discovered in our episode on COVID-19 and pandemics, the scientific community isn't always filled with the most open-minded people. When Dr. Ignaz Semmelweis showed evidence that washing hands kept infection from spreading from patient to patient, he was literally ran out of the hospital where he worked and eventually out of town. So the question has been asked, was it actually an old mummy from ancient Egypt or a newer mummy that had been given to the museum deceptively? Why would other scientists question this? Well, Oh, if that mummy was from 1984, it's probably true. (laughs) (laughs) Well, in the 16th century, it was popular for Europeans to eat the flesh of mummies because they believed that it contained black tar, which supposedly had medicinal properties. How did this not lead to a pandemic? Exactly. That's the most insane thing I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. Black tar isn't so, like heroin? <laughs> so, like, what, what are they getting but, out of this? Like, <laughs> I'm going to get high or witnesses. something if I'm eating somebody they, dead. They thought it gave you long life and like youthful looking skin. That's it about the dumbest an, thing in pangolins are going to cure your fucking yeah. house ghost or whatever bullshit yeah. that, they, that they think. The reason they eat yeah. those flakes. Yep. It seems so, like quite an extreme thing to do for a miles of result. Yeah. <laughs> Plus, so, how much money do you have when you can afford like, mummified remains? Yeah. So, because of this, the demand for mummies was super high, and often Egyptians would take convicted criminals and bury them in the sand to mummify them, and then after their words, they would be sold to be used for this medicine. 
Some suggested that much more recent, a much more recent mummy was given to the museum and that an individual that in it well, sorry. And then that individual had used cocaine or tobacco logical, but after doing further research, Balbanov believes that the mummy she tested wasn't a fake. They also have records and writings from the mummy where it was found. And it's so, <laughs> so there's the good chance that it's a real ancient mummy. She has asked to retest the mummy, but the museum now won't allow anyone to test it, see it, or film it, or take pictures of it. Wow. And here's so, a quick question. Mm-hmm. How do we know for a fact that... So in our current climate, our, the, the, the climate around the world changes all the time, right? Right. It's always right. we're going through an ice period, an ice age, or a, a warm age. And right. how do we know that we're not just in tens of thousands of years of tobacco only growing in North America, South America, wherever. And there could have been tobacco all over the place right. or there could have been trade routes or some kind of crazy. You just never know. So right. how do we know for sure that tobacco and cocaine wasn't around back then? Right. There was just that's a hustler actually, trying to get to the top where the money was at. <laughs> and actually that's something other scientists and other people have speculated. They say, well, there could have, you know, it was, it was, you know, four or 5,000 years ago, there could have been trade routes between South America, Central America and Egypt. And, you know, you know, and th- those records were just lost to history. And then others mm-hmm. have also speculated that there were other strains of tobacco and cocaine that were native to more local environments like Asia or you know, Africa, and they just went extinct over time. So well, maybe they were just high and didn't write shit down. Yeah, that could be too. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Most modern scientists have been stubborn and reject most of these theories, which to me shows that the most enlightened people aren't always the most open-minded, especially if they think they have all the answers. I find a few of these theories very plausible, like overseas trade or local plants that went extinct. Those things are very easily could have happened. Uh, while there is no evidence to support these theories, it doesn't mean that they should be completely dismissed. History has shown us that records can be lost or destroyed. Almost nothing was known about King Tutankhamun before his tomb was discovered. Does that mean he never existed? No. And I get the feeling that sometimes scientists get so stuck on what they think they know, the fact that something is suggested that contradicts those beliefs can, you know, make them become sort of kind of closed-minded. Uh, you know, kind of like the doctors that were like, no, we don't need to wash our hands. We're just going to keep transmitting germs from patient to patient. Or like the podcast host that refuses to see the truth about the Anunnaki. Yeah, I get it. Or the podcast host that actually believes in bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> or the one that's like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> but actually, after that, the other scientists did three other tests, and the subsequent subsequent two tests on the hair of the same mummy found tobacco, but they didn't find cocaine. Oh well, that's so, certainly disappointing. <laughs> <laughs> what year was this done? What year was this testing done again? It was done. The first one was done in '92, and then the other one was done a few years, several years after that. Yeah, so that was just the residual coke from the '80s that was just <laughs> wafting through the air. Think about it. There like, was so much. Coke that's all the we're learning. Or we're learning right now with COVID and all that shit. Is like there's stuff like the stuff like wafting all over the place. People yeah. had cocaine probably all over them uh, all times. Let's put it this way: I literally seen people do rails off urinals toilets in bathrooms and cl- like everywhere it was it was so common i mean it really yeah. that like when you see movies about the 80s like where they you know, like blow and stuff like it really it really was that big part of society and people act now like it wasn't no everybody did well, not everybody but a lot of people did 
those drugs then because there I mean, was no I don't fear. understand how hair testing works obviously I, I, I refuse to look up anything that has to do with hair because I'm still bitter um, <laughs> but, damn but like, why it, because you don't have any or just because it's orange you know damn well why it's just a combination of both but um like is that like when they test it is it like within the hair or is that something that can be on the it's surface within, it's within the hair what they do is they pull out so they the hair and the hair that's beneath it. the skin and so then they soak that in a solution and then anything that is in the base part of the hair gets put into the solution then they test the solution against different antibodies to find out what is you know if there's anything they test do a bunch of different tests on that solution to find out when you know and they, they test against different drugs so this lady was just like testing it for everything just for giggles and found cocaine mm-hmm. and tobacco what if our like how many how many uh mummified uh, like non-egyptians are there in the world probably not many because it was maybe we turn so- into cocaine Maybe. <laughs> Let's start a, a, mummy, a mummy farm tomorrow. <laughs> We're gonna be but rich. One thing. Well, how that, long can that know, stuff stay in your hair? Eating, huh? I mean, how long can that stay in your hair? Forever. Just like forever. Asking for a yeah. friend. Forever. I'm just like, don't pull mine. <laughs> yeah. No, it's that's actually part of the test and the science. Like that's a very reliable test, the one that she did, because. It shows those trace amounts, and that's why it's uh, the preferred method for using like certain drug tests. Wow. Yeah, because like your body, your body will like you know your body will start to flush out stuff, but if you die with it in your system, it stays in your hair forever. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, so he was definitely maybe that's what happened. He's riding his chariot, doing a couple of lines, got a couple of bumps. Gets a little squirrely, <laughs> falls off, boom, he's dead. Yep. Story so, all this time. Yep. So he's all uh, coked up, after so he can't all feel of it. this eating mummies thing, it just you know made me giggle and think a little about people who talk shit about essential oils, and that just made me laugh <laughs> because you know essential oils are from plants. The worst thing that will happen is nothing. At least people who use essential oils aren't eating pangolins or mummies. That's fair. You know, if you want to spend Very a lot fair. of money on essential, I have some essential oils. I don't use it a ton, but I enjoy it. And at least I'm not eating weird stuff that I shouldn't be. <laughs> Worst thing that until can happen we, until we find out find out that that the the happening the M Night Shyamalan movie is real and people <laughs> are killing the plants. They're the biggest monsters of us all. The, the, <laughs> that movie was so bad. God, it was so bad. I kill plants I was so every disappointed. day. <laughs> I was so disappointed. That was so awful. Okay, so mm-hmm. the native rule of Egypt ended in 332 BC when the Egyptians were conquered by the Persian Empire. The Egyptians fought bravely, but eventually fell to a superior battle tactic that had just been invented, which was known as the Persian choke point. <laughs> yes. Cyrus the Great was big on the Persian choke point. Innovator. <laughs> yes, he was. Innovator, was, yes. Was Cyrus the one that took over Egypt, or was it before him or after him? It was him or Darius. I don't remember exactly. I didn't look that up. I was focusing on how I was going to make a reference uh, callback to Persian Choke. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. You focus <laughs> on the right thing. So now let's explore some weird facts about ancient Egypt. So right. according to Egyptian mythology, the earth was created from a formless void when the bisexual god Atum jerked off into the void, leading to the creation of the world, and also gave birth to a twin pair of gods who had children themselves. 
Well, in their defense, what caught what brings life these days? Jerking <laughs> off, or, or not jerking off, but like uh, they they were right about something. They knew that semen caused life. Yeah, I mean, yeah, something makes somewhat logical sense in so, a weird way. That's kind of where their theory about incest came from because they believe the gods were incestuous. So all of the gods would have kids and then their kids would get married and have other kids. So to honor this, the <laughs> to honor this, the pharaohs would yearly participate in a fertility ritual by going to the Nile River and jerking off into the river. <laughs> what if they find out that that's what kept it fertile this whole time? Imagine if just, the president just that year of, went and jerked off into of the years. Potomac. You're not joking. <laughs> You're not I'm joking. not joking. Oh they my believed God. this. Yeah, that's believable. They believed this. Well, you know, it's his right. Yeah. They believe this is part of their mythology. So <laughs> in also in their mythology, the gods were frequently fighting each other. So in one story, the brothers Osiris and Set fought with each other after Set locked and then after Set locked Osiris in a coffin, which Set had given him as a present at a party. He threw him in and then he threw the coffin into the Nile River. Osiris's wife Isis found his body, but as he was coming out, Set attacks Osiris again and they got into a knife fight. Set chops up Osiris and scatters his body parts all around Egypt. But Isis, being the loyal, faithful wife that she is, searches for Osiris's body parts and finds everything except for his dick because Set threw it into the Nile and a fish ate it. So Isis takes the rest of Osiris and makes him into the first mummy. So this is where their idea for mummies came from. After this, Isis recreates Osiris's dick with her magical powers and uses it to get herself pregnant so she can have her son, the god Horus. A lot of similarities to Jesus, but we'll go past that. So, if you seen, if you have seen a photo of hieroglyphics or any movie about Egypt, you will probably have noticed that the ancient Egyptians have shaved heads, and the women included. And there's a very good reason for that. The Egyptians were completely infested with lice. Ugh. They shaved all over their body hair to keep the lice away. And well, at least that kept the aqueduct down. <laughs> yes women would wear wigs but when the wigs became infected they would throw them away and just get a new one and apparently according to the research like the lice thing was at like ridiculous levels that's disgusting so i would have been screwed because i'm covered in hair i would have had to like shave every day but the egyptians also had a very advanced health care for their time they had doctors that specialized in different, different parts of the body, much like we do today. They even had proctologists. And the literal translation for their word for proctologist is, quote, shepherds of the anus. <laughs> that, that might be what proctologist stands for. I don't know. <laughs> so imagine if that was on a business card, like Dr. Imhotep, shepherd of the anus. <laughs> it's a long business card. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, the Egyptian. Would you rather be a shepherd of the anus, or would you rather be a mummifying person? A shepherd of the anus. Yeah, at least the shepherds of the anus can still get some hookers. I mean, for God's sake. Well, the fact that his dick was lost really lets you know why Tutankhamun would have his out and ready for you know display. It wasn't me. She didn't get my dick. Everything Juan just brings it back to the dick. (laughs) Well, that's just traumatic. She must have loved him though. She must have loved them, yeah. though. 
She made a magic how, one for him. How hard would it be to be a doctor back then? I mean, <sighs> half of it's just like, oh, well, you spited the gods. Yeah. So eat this, uh, this flower and whip yourself on the back three times a day or some bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Like if you went back in time, like this is obviously not possible, but if you went back in time, how badass do you think you would be able to be? Or do you think that you would, you'd lose it like within a year and you'd be useless? I think to a certain extent, like in, in, especially for us, we're so reliant on technology. If we went back, most people would probably lose it because you don't have the skills most people don't have the skills that basic skills that a lot of people of that time had, like knowing a trade, knowing th- certain things that would make yourself valuable. Everyone's relying on technology to get stuff done. But I, I think my angle would be is just like bring common sense uh, medical advice. Oh, that's a great his, point. Yeah, to the time, it's yeah. like, hey, let's be clean. Yeah. Hey, uh, let's not leech leech ourselves. Yeah. And like stuff like that, and it's like uh, let's not marry each other's sisters and brothers yeah. and. Stop doing all that and uh, stop sacrificing bodies to the gods. Yep. It's not going to help anything. Like just yeah. common sense stuff like that. We'll just like keep boil it your water because there's probably freaking all kinds of microbes in there that are going to kill everybody. Just keep it at yeah. spanking. Speaking, Drink lots speaking of water. Of a, uh, speaking of their water, the Egyptians uh, suffered from an endemic of flatworm infestations. Uh, when they would drink the contaminated water, they would become infested with worms, and then the worms would lay their eggs in the intestinal tract, leading to more worms being released through their excrement back into the water. One of the symptoms of this infestation is blood in the urine, and the Egyptians believed that if a man had blood in his urine, then he was more fertile. And he kind of was, because he was fertile with worms. Gross. But they weren't, yeah. shoot- they weren't shooting any well, worms out. Well, no. uh, that's that's making like this is like sounding like hell. This is sounding like they had it pretty bad. Oh, it gets worse. Uh, Egyptians drank mostly beer because you know the water was so contaminated with parasites. Their beer had a very very low alcohol content and and was thick and soupy and had stuff that floated on top. So they would <sighs> they would pour the beer into a bowl and then they would drink it with the straw until the grit got down into the straw. Gross. Yeah. At least, getting, at least they have beer. Yeah. Oh, but it's all hot. Yep. Yeah, but oh. it's worm free. <laughs> and they also heavily used opium. Ancient writings said that many people uh, were high all the time. You'd have to be. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> you'd be miserable and your because your body feels like pure shit from all these uh, in like in, infestations you have coming and- left, right, and center. Yeah. Yeah. The Egyptians also had trade baboons they would use as waiters for the wealthy. Uh, they would also use these trained baboons as bathroom attendants, fruit pickers, and then some were pets. That's fucked up. Man. <laughs> <laughs> and that was not a reference at you on. That's a legit. Oh, no, I know. It's just, you know, really lets me know where I started. That's. <laughs> and then the eye makeup that you see in the pictures and films about Egypt, uh, that was lead based. Oh God! <laughs> See, they're just absolutely fucking themselves like nonstop because they don't realize the error exactly. of their ways. Exactly. Uh, man, that sucks. Do you think that any of these diseases and stuff was because of all this flooding, like nonstop? Uh, I think it was like it's probably damp everywhere, pools yeah, of water sure, all over the place. I'm sure they had mold issues, like respiratory issues because of it and stuff like that. I had to when. 
flooding that's gotta you know do you think know. it was the chinese that brought all these lice <laughs> over to them is that is that how they got started were these lice created in a, a laboratory and <laughs> did we get canceled did the show get stopped <laughs> all i can think about now is making a joke about fried lice <laughs> oh my god let the record show that I, I was highbrow with my <laughs> ignorant comments. I didn't go uh, Katie Asian Town on everybody. I didn't make the joke. I just made a reference to the bad, awful joke. <laughs> yeah, that cleans your hands. Okay. It does. <laughs> I'm saying nothing because it got it kind of dirty that I can't handle. <laughs> <laughs> wow, for once, oh Juan God. is taking the high road. <laughs> It's yes. truly our strange, strange times. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, after this last like ten minutes, I no longer uh, have ancient Egypt on my like. If I, if there ever is some kind of time travel time machine, oh no, yeah, I'm still I'm avoiding right. that one. Right? Yeah. Ugh. No, like basically, this is the best time to be alive. If you lived oh, any sure. time before this, you're going to be sick constantly, have some body parasites, lice. Inf- I mean. Bad, 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 bad things. Just because simple things like hand washing, cleanliness, diseases, you know, stuff just didn't didn't exist. Sanitation. They didn't they had okay, so they they had rudimentary like uh indoor plumbing, but they their toilets basically were still just like a wooden stool that you would, you know, use and then you would just throw it out. So it wasn't like they had toilets that flushed it away to a sanitation place. You know, they had plumbing that would provide water, but it wasn't like clean water. It was just dirty water from the river. All right, real talk. Yeah. For some weird fluke, you can either you either have to get rid of all air conditioning in the world yeah. or all indoor plumbing. What are you going with? <sighs> indoor oh, plumbing. I- I'm, I'm keeping indoor plumbing. Yeah. Wait, how about, okay, well, you know, correction. All air conditioning or all toilets? You still have showers, but no toilets. Oh, dude, I'll go to the bathroom outside. I don't care. I'll cheese grate in the uh, shower. I'll give a shit. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> T- oh. Oh. <laughs> I like how it took him like three seconds to figure that out. Hey, man, I'm a quick thinker. I can make a decision quick. I'm backing that up. <laughs> I have stomped a shit through a shower grate. I'll tell you I've, that. I've, I've never done that, but I've done enough backpacking or camping and used enough outhouses and porta potties okay. to be fine with In it. my defense, it's not here's the most what happened. enjoyable, but. Yeah. <laughs> I went into a bathroom in California, actually, was one of the times that I was visiting you. And on this bathroom, all over this huge bathroom, I, I have to go every half hour, right? There's signs that are just like, you cannot use this bathroom. To actually go to the bathroom. This is only a shower house. Everywhere you go, there's these signs. It gave me anxiety. By the time I got in the shower, you know, what am I going to do? I can't. There was, and there was Why no toilets in it. Why are this? Because it's just, there was a reason for the cheese grating. I was put in a fucked up situation. The bathroom was actually another building. I couldn't run out there naked. I'm just saying, I'm not a dirty person. I was put in a shitty situation. <laughs> you didn't have to explain that you actually had lived this. You could have just let the phrase alone. So, question is: uh, bare feet or sandals? Oh no, that was bare feet, man. I was. Uh, it was a rough time. <laughs> you, you made a great uh, doctor of the anus or whatever it was. Shepherd of the Not, anus. Shepherd of the anus. 
You'd be head of the board. Well, the worst oh. part is the next guy that got in that shower had no idea there was not a remainder. Oh. He could see. But now you can see though, but now you can see why if in I those was the times, next person in there, I would be furious. No, you wouldn't have known. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's what I'm saying though, but you can understand if you live in a time where they didn't have like actual running water that could like how could you possibly not be sick all the time? So you would say that the guy that used it after you, did he have a shitty shower? <laughs> oh. I don't know, but I sure wah, hope that shit didn't wah. back up on him. <laughs> it came back up there like a poo play-doh. But it would have looked like uh, it would have looked we like really, hair. we're really going off the rails here, folks. <laughs> <laughs> Dear God. I got too many kids playing with play-doh, sorry. Just when I think Juan has said Some the Albert craziest Fish thing. right here. He yeah, he just Albert fished us. <laughs> <laughs> is that a term? Oh, uh, my God. oh you you know who so Albert Fish is, right? Of course. A serial killer? Yeah, I know every detail. You know he liked to <laughs> eat shit? Yeah, he had fika Dude, he was responsible for something like 30 different names for titles or disorders. Yeah. Ficophilia <laughs> was one of them. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he was a sick fucker. Albert Fish. Showbiz. That's how they do it in Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that guy. So yep. probably, Dan Cummins. Probably never going to get asked to go to the White House now. <laughs> Watch him when he's in there. <laughs> So what would you do? What hmm. could you potentially do to get asked to the White House? Sorry, <laughs> completely off topic. Hey, listen, man, I got dreams. I got goals. Uh, you need to readjust those motherfuckers after this podcast. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. I kind of fucked that up permanently. But I'm sure I, I'm sure I fucked that up a long time ago. And I don't really want to go to the White House because I don't really give a shit. But it's just one of those things. It would be nice to be invited just once. Then I could, then I could just be like, no, I'm sorry, I'm above that. I can't be going to the White House. God, how dark would your day be as president? If you have asked Juan Smith to come to the White House, he's like, ah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'm a little above that. Like, it's a blow to the ego. Well, have you seen the president? <laughs> Ooh, it's got political podcast, folks. Just got political. I'm just saying you went after Hillary earlier. So what's scary is if you asked if you asked him that a question about you'd probably like, gosh, I stopped a little poo in my time. Like what? (laughs) Too too open. Right? Just like I am too open sometimes. Like, you know, the last 20 minutes. But I'm not listen, I'm not one of these uh, pharaohs out jerking off in the river that everybody apparently gets their water from. I would rather get in a shower after somebody had just jerked off in the shower <laughs> get in the shower after somebody just shit in the shower let's i'll yeah. go on the record of saying that right now i i, ugh, I don't want i don't, I don't <laughs> it's not even close i hate yeah, when people do this even close how is that even how a debate how did it turn into a what a kind of shut up like no this is on you <laughs> this is on you brother well fuck me then move on <laughs> why you're horrible stop <laughs> oh my god save us mark <laughs> so even mark if you're ever like, oh interested in seeing some real ancient egyptian artifacts i highly recommend traveling to london and visiting the british museum i also recommend going to the louvre in paris uh the british museum is free the louvre is not free but it is well worth the cost of admission uh the only mistake i made in my visits to each of those two museums was only planning on spending one day at each museum you need at least two for the british museum 
maybe even three at the Louvre. Uh, they're great. They're fantastic. Cleopatra's uh, mummy is at the British Museum. There's also other mummies at other places. Uh, one of uh, Ramsey's sarcophagus is at the Louvre, and uh, it's super interesting. Not and it's more than just like you know Egyptian relics and stuff. There's all the Renaissance art and stuff from ancient Babylon. It's stuff from all over the world. It's amazing. Man, the British really got the most out of their colonization. They just like yeah. absolutely stole everyone's best shit, and yep. they weren't that. Like they were like in the the history of time, they weren't this mega superpower for very long. No, and they just like literally ripped off Everybody. everyone. Yeah, they really did. Uh, I someday I do want to go to Egypt to visit. I want to go to the Valley of the Kings. I want to go to Giza. I really want to go to those two places. I plan on going someday because those are the other last two things like Egyptian relics that I haven't seen in person yet that I want to. My only thing that it, uh, I found out and researched is very disappointing to me is that you cannot climb to the top of the pyramids. They will throw you in jail for that. And an Egyptian prison is not something I would ever want to have to go to. Yeah, of course. It's like, one of the, it's like the oldest monument in the world. Of course, they don't let you just climb up it. Oh, I know, but it still would be cool to climb it. God, you would be tra tragic. And I think that they've done it to a couple of places that ISIS like going and fucking up ancient statues. Yeah. So they think you shouldn't have any graven images or whatever. That's like, a big yeah. thing for them. Can you imagine somebody like blowing up like either the Taj Mahal or oh, the pyramids? Yeah. The pyramids would be the worst because it's just the oldest. Yeah. But pyramid is the oh. only one of the seven ancient wonder wonders of the ancient world that still exists. All the others yeah. are gone. Mm-hmm. Although so it's arguable that the, Bab the hanging gardens in Babylon never existed, but you know, mm -hmm. there's actually I actually looked into that in the hanging gardens of Babylon. They found in ancient Babylon in the city of Babylon. There's what they what they looked like was some sort of irrigation system, an elevated irrigation system. So there is a little bit of scientific proof that you know archaeological scientific proof that there was something there. So I tend to believe that it was real. I think so too. But the lighthouse in Alexandria, it's too bad that that's gone too, because that was also in Egypt and that was huge and that was destroyed. That would have, it was just like an earthquake that took that out, but that would have been really cool to see. And that, uh, that was that, that warrior that was on that port. I think that would have been Colossus cool. of Rhodes. Yeah. That would be a cool one. <laughs> yeah. But someday I'll go to, you know, Egypt and see the Sphinx and the pyramids, you know. That that would be something. But that is our episode on ancient Egypt. And then, you know, if you want to write in uh, nocountrypodcast at gmail.com, I will forward any and all emails of outrage to Juan about his gross cheese grating story. <laughs> his shit talk. Yeah. Quite literal <laughs> shit talk. We love you, Juan. I'm going to make Juan a business card that says Juan Smith, shepherd of the anus. <laughs> <laughs> well, that other kind of thing is like, how do those guys, I mean. How would your how would your business card look like? You know, podcast man whore. I, I'm like, what? <laughs> what do you put on there if you got to be that real? I I just wouldn't have a business card. <laughs> oh no, you wouldn't need one. People would know you, like, like st stinky leg or stinky foot. Stinky leg. <laughs> there was a lot of stinky. I think that's probably why they had those hanging gardens. Get something that smelled decent. Oh, that's it. We wouldn't even touch on that. Yeah. Can you imagine the smell uh, back then? Every, oh, you don't, oh. you get nose blind, obviously, like quick. Yeah. I yeah. know that when but. I visited Africa, there were some places that were 
people lived there. There were yeah. areas that were so bad. There was one place I could not go. And I, the only reason I couldn't go is because I, my, I couldn't, the smell was so overwhelming. I was amazed that people I were with were able to go into this area because it smelled that bad. And mm-hmm. I, I, to this day, I don't know how they did it. And you go, you go blind to stuff like that. And I looked down pretty, on, pretty as we're quickly. driving near this area, even I looked down and there's like, we're crossing a, a bridge and this river and it smells horrible with the windows up. I can hardly contain like my vomit and people are down there swimming at the same time as people like washing clothes in this air. And oh my goodness. It just makes yeah. you really thankful that you, uh, you know, originated in a society where you didn't have to suffer those kind of things. Cause. Yeah. Oh yeah, we hit we hit the genetic lottery just to be yeah. born where we were born. Yep, Whew. and the time that we're born even more so. Yeah. Although I tell you what, I'm never taking a shower at a public place in California ever again. No, never. The whole state's off off limits now. After hey, this story. hey, hey! Here's an idea: have toilets and urinals in the bathroom. <laughs> Don't stress me out with how they're not there. Tell me I can't do it. <laughs> You're literally the only person that would do that. Because <laughs> you know what yeah. I would do if I had to go? I would just wait <laughs> and go later. I, dude, I can't do I'd that. I'd go out to the woods. <laughs> I was an incident. Oh, right, maybe I could have made a better decision. Why are we going back to this? Is this my fault? Did I, I bring this back stop. up? I, I apologize. <laughs> Damn. Not on secret. I didn't mean to make my, my horrible decision public. <laughs> See, this let, is why the scripted podcast. Nobody pressed him on this. <laughs> yeah. He gave it up completely. Been a damn script. That wouldn't happen. <laughs> yeah. But see, I think that's what makes our podcast stand out from the rest. We're just honest and transparent about the weird, awkward stuff. <laughs> look, if I, look, I'll be look, being honest, I'll tell you how dishonest I would be. If I had a story like that, it would be going with me to the grave. Oh, that, that particular you- story, yeah. But like we've said other stories that, you know, that are humorous or somewhat embarrassing. But I'm not going to talk about how I, if I never did, but I would never ever admit to anyone, even in confidence. Yeah, I cheese grated once in a bathroom in California because I couldn't wait. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, dude, that's not even the tip of the iceberg. I got way worse shit than that. Oh my god! <laughs> Save it for next week, Juan. No. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm gonna pre- we, pre- we need I- to do. I just got it. We'll no. do an episode on all the worst things Juan has no. ever done. Oh no! Oh my god! No, we will have no listeners, and I don't hardly have any friends now. <laughs> <laughs> hey, God bless you for being an open book. I'll give you that. <laughs> my kids can't even. My kids are the only way to live, really. No, who's your dad? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> it's like I I fear the day it was like career day. <laughs> I gotta go in there. What do you uh, do? Mow grass. <laughs> oh, you're a landscaper? No. No. <laughs> I have a Is podcast, though. So really? What's that like? Well, I can't really. Here's say a choice here. clip of some of the highlights. <laughs> <laughs> Mark would do that to me, too. Oh, God. Slip it you to know the I would. Put if it a teacher on. <laughs> was like, could you link together all of Juan's best moments on your podcast? I'd be like, I'll give you a solid 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Whole man. Kids getting kicked out of that school for sure. <laughs> oh, yeah, my kids couldn't show their face after that. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So, Adam doesn't want to go to Egypt because of it's unsanitary and they have sandy beer. <laughs> Warm and beer. they refuse to accept 
the truth of the Anunnaki. Let's not forget about that. <laughs> uh, yeah. So that was Egypt. And uh, yeah. thank you, everybody, for listening. And hopefully you're still listening after Juan went on his <laughs> story about cheese grating. I'm still like, I'm surprised you said that on the podcast. <laughs> I thought that was a common thing. That's all I know. I... <laughs> okay. But here's oh the thing. God. It could be a common thing, but who would tell other than you who would admit it? But you know I don't pee in the shower though. I already said that. But Wait, you take a what? dump? What? The, that's the line. First off, who takes a dump? Oh, never mind. I thought no, we I'm were done with this, this podcast. I'm not going into this. Yeah. Leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, Mark! Close it. <laughs> all right, I'm turning my recording off. <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for listening. We'll see you all next week. Bye, bye. For God's sake. Bye, 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 bye. <laughs>